Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Rachel, it's a very courageous decision to waive your anonymity in a case like this. So why decide to waive it? Why go public? See, I'd like to... The reason why I put my name out there is so I could actually see if I could help any girls or even fellas out there to talk about themselves if it has happened to them Mm -hmm. because I know a lot of people they'd be scared to tell their friends family they're scared to even go to the guards about it in case they're not believed you know so I decided to put my name out there if it helped at least one person out there to come forward your victim impact statement was very strong I'll get to that in a while but what do you remember of the incident now? See, what happened was, it was my first night out from starting college. So, me and my friends, see, like, I live in Tallow, and I was going out in Cork with my friends. I got my mother to drop me to Formoy to get the bus. So, I got the bus up to Cork, and then I met my friends up at my friend's house. Mm-hmm. So we had a couple of drinks there and then we got the bus and we headed back into town. Um, I'm not sure what time around it was, but once we got in, me and my friend, we went up to the bar, we ordered a drink and then we went to the bathroom and we came back out, started dancing with our other friends on the dance floor. And then I remember walking up around to the bar to order a drink but I don't actually remember ordering a drink or having another drink in my hand that night Do you think you were spiked? Yes, 100% So what happened next or what do you remember? What I can remember after that was being in the guard station getting my mouth swabbed crying thinking I was in trouble because I didn't have a I didn't know what was going on I didn't know who I was, didn't know, like I thought one of the guards was my mother. Like it was, I was just very confused and not knowing where I was or what was going on. The CCTV picked you up, struggling, clearly struggling. Yeah, see there's CCTV now from the moment I got on the bus in Formoy till the guards came and found the defendant on top of me. He did it twice? Yes. At one point he picked you up and he carried you? Yeah, see, um, whenever we were walking, I think it was like roughly seven minutes 
for him to actually lure me out. So we were out in the smoking area and I sat down, I was having a cigarette. I then we started talking and then I was looking for my friends. Uh, they were all like kind of spread out in the dance floor, but he led me outside to say, oh, as if my friends were outside. You remember meeting him, I take it? No. No. I have no memory of him whatsoever. The only memory I have of seeing him now is meeting him in the courtroom. Right. So, to discover that this has happened to you, how does that make you feel? Well, whenever the night had happened and the following morning, whenever... My mother came up and she collected me with my brother. They brought me home. They were telling me that like they couldn't even wake me up from the car to get me out of the car. Um, I was not responsive or anything. My other brother then had to carry me out of the car and lift me into bed. And then the following morning, my mother woke me up between six and seven o'clock in the morning and I seen that she was lying in the bed beside me but she was trying to wake me up for a few hours but there was no response from me but when she finally woke me up uh, she was just asking me a couple of questions like who, who, I, or who I was, who she was, where I was where I was the night before, what happened and so on but I had, I woke up very confused. I had no idea who I was or who my mother was. I didn't know I was at home. But then I was there for a few moments looking around my room and I started like remembering then who I was and where I was and who my mother was. And my mother was asking me more questions then whenever I came around like who, was I with last night? I told her. She asked me where did I go out. I told her I went out in Cork. Uh, she asked me where I was supposed to stay. I was supposed to stay in my friend's house. Um, then she asked me to look at my clothes. So I looked at my clothes and I seen that I was in complete different clothes. So it was clothes that the guards had given me. They took my clothes from that night for evidence. And I realized then that I wasn't wearing a bra and I was asking why I wasn't. And it took my mother a few minutes to actually get the words out what happened. And when she told me then, I was just staring at the wall in front of me for a few minutes and I just started crying for hours. I just felt so empty and lost. And thinking, like, how how could someone do that? Yeah. Must have broke your mom's heart to have to tell you this. My mother was, yeah, she was very heartbroken. And to this day, she's still very heartbroken to think that someone could do that to her daughter. The Garda investigation started straight away. And thankfully, because we know that so many people don't get that far, you did get as far as the court. And I know that you want to thank the people who helped you on that journey. 
Yes, I could not thank the Anglesey Street Guard Station enough because the work that they put in in the past two years to get me the justice I needed and wanted and the amount of hard work they've done, it was just phenomenal. Your victim impact statement, like I said, was was very strong. Like, like, how are you now, Rachel, two years on? And obviously, it's, it's raw again because of the trial, but, but besides that, how are you? I'm doing a lot better than what I was doing. Like, I was, as I said, I was in my first year of college and I had to drop out over the incident. I couldn't face being around Cork, being around people. I was scared to go out my front door for a few days. I for the I don't really know how much it impacted me last year until this year I realized cuz like last year I was even like drinking to try and numb out the pain mm-hmm. of what happened but in the past year now I'm becoming a lot stronger I'm becoming a better version of myself Mm-hmm. Have you had counselling or help along the way? I've had counselling. I've been put on medication for depression. I've, um, I'm currently seeing a psychiatrist now. It's tough. Like it is very tough, but with the amount of support I have around me, I I couldn't be any luckier. Do you know. Like, I never thought I'd see the light of day again because I thought I was just going to throw my life away by doing ridiculous stuff. I thought I was going to, like, stick to drinking every day to numb the pain. But, no, I had amazing friends and family and, of course, the detectives and everything. They were constantly ringing and checking up on me, making sure I was all right. The friends that were with you on the night, they must have been gutted that this happened to you. They were they were very upset and very angry. Because like that night my friends they were looking everywhere for me and they couldn't find me anywhere. They were trying to ring me and everything and no there was just no answer. But then whenever the guards came and brought us to the station, they rang my friends and told them that I was arrested for drunken disorder because they couldn't tell them over the phone what happened. Mm-hmm. So then they knew that I was safe of what they knew. And then the following morning... Um, the, the guardie had taken my phone for evidence mm-hmm. and to retract all my steps and everything. So I rang my friend off my mother's phone and we were on FaceTime and we were chatting and they were just asking, they were like, oh, what happened to you last night? Why did you get arrested? Um, what happened and all this? And I just started crying and they were like, what's wrong? And then they heard that someone was sexually assaulted and they were like, was that you? 
and I couldn't even get the words out to say yeah I just kept crying and crying and then they knew that it was me that it happened to it's awful. Like one of the girls had to run upstairs and get sick in the bathroom and everything. Oh, God. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The, the defense barrister, Mr. Creed, uh, brought up the issue of drink and brought up the issue of consent in the course of the trial. How did that make you feel? See, <clears throat> yes, we were we were out drinking. For sure, we're all entitled to go out and have a few drinks. Yes, we're entitled to have a good night. And yeah, he was saying that I was like very intoxicated, or I was like very drunk. Um, but I didn't care what he was saying because I knew myself what happened I seen the CCTV with my own eyes so I didn't really put much of his words into like any consideration that must have been very hard to watch yourself on CCTV at that it was very hard some some of it now I wouldn't have been able to watch it I would have to leave the courtroom because it was just a bit much but there was some of the CCTV where I had to be on the stand and I had to identify myself. Like, I was on the stand whenever it was shown me having a fall inside the bar. Yeah. I was talking to my friends. I was upset about an incident that happened a couple of weeks beforehand. And I just seen myself that I was fa- I was falling to the floor. My friend helped me back up, but then, like, I I knew that I wasn't stable on my feet, and how how I was able to be in that condition, with only remembering having three drinks altogether, is is still very like confusing for me because I still just don't understand how it would have happened. Look, Rachel, we we're talking every week on the opinion line about spiking and like you say it's it's as clear as the nose on your face somebody spiked you that night yeah I'm 100% certain that I was spiked again the, the very brave decision to come forward uh, it's and, and uh, to, to allow your name be released it is because we know you know I know there are others sitting 
listening to us right now who have been through or a friend or a loved one has been through something like what you've been through what's your message to them my message to them is my name is out there it's Rachel McElroy you can look me up on Facebook you can contact me I can come to you and have a chat tell you my experience tell you what it was like and if it could help you come forward I'm happy to be there to help you do you know like it's not it's not something nice you'd want to go through but it's better to get people like them off the streets and it helps from getting another girl hurt does any sentence make up for what this man did to you no he could get life in jail and it still it will still never take back what he took from me so I don't think like jail would be long enough for people like them has he made any attempt to apologise not that I've heard so far anyways no would you accept it if he did or would it be a waste of time it would be a waste of time because I, I most certainly wouldn't accept his apology throughout his whole statement that he gave to Detective David Noonan he completely lied through everything he came <clears throat> he said that my pants and his pants weren't pulled down he said that he did not physically lift me up and carry me over the bridge. He said that it was consensual. He said that I was asking for it and that I knew what I was doing, that I wasn't falling all over the place. I had no alcohol. Uh, I wasn't drunk. You know, he, he was just completely lying. And this, this all came out in court and, and the CCTV proved that this was all false, the CCTV. Yes. Something else that came up, Rachel, was that people, one of the reasons they picked you up and carried you away was because people were filming the two of you. On yes, that was correct. How do you feel about that? I didn't find that out until the court case, until we were actually going to court because I think it was just the last minute response thing where they found it where they seen people through the CCTV taking a, a Snapchat video so whenever I found that out I was very angry because instead of actually trying to help they were there too busy taking a video of what was actually going on and then they posted it all over their Snapchat, which I found very, very disgusting and invasion of privacy. Like they were more interested in posting it on social media than actually investigating what was going on. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, imagine if that was their daughter and someone was taking a video of them getting sexually assaulted and posting it all over social media. They would probably go to the parents' doors. I just found it very disrespectful and rude. And they, them girls, they had to come and 
they had to come to the court and give their statement as well because they'd done a statement and not even a sorry from either of them. There was two of them and not an apology or nothing from either one of them. The court process itself, and and one of the reasons that uh, it's so brave of you to come forward is because we know from talking to people like uh, the great Mary Crilly in the Sexual Violence Centre, one of the things that I think puts people off reporting incidents like this, Rachel, is that the court can be difficult. How did you find the court process? It It was very tough now. Um... Whenever I took the stand, I had the cross-examination done on me. I had my barrister asking me a few questions. I had his barrister asking me a few questions. It was very intense. So it was like he he was making it out to be my fault. Do you know, I didn't like it, but it was his job to do that anyway. Do you know? But, um, like, it can be very hard for people. Like, after I came down off the stand from his barrister asking me questions, I had to leave the courtroom because he just made me cry because he was, like, he was just making me feel like it was my fault. Yeah. Which, like you said, and fair play to you, that is his job. But at the same time, it doesn't make it any easier. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not the fact that his barrister doesn't believe me. It's just his job to help him. Yes. You are going to be challenged, but that's their job. It's part of the process. And you have to... Yes. Be, you have to are, you, are, you, are you saying, Rachel, to people, you have to believe in the process? Like, do you believe in the process now that you are where you are? Yes. See, whenever they... Whenever all the witnesses have given their statements and all the evidence has been given, the two barristers, they have their final argument for the jury. So, like, my barrister's um, closing speech was, I thought it was very good now. Um, But uh, then Mr. Creed, then his uh, closing speech... It had a few words in that I didn't like, but as I said, it's their job. Yeah. It's their job to get the accused off the hook. But luckily that the jury seen through everything, seen through his lies, seen it in the CCTV. Uh, they listened to me. They listened to my friends. There were witnesses there as well. They've listened to everything and they just helped me so much. You're very grateful to the jury, Rachel, I think. Uh, very grateful. Like, it was it was a 12 out of 12 jury vote. Unanimous. And it was just... I, I thought, coming towards the end, like, you will have doubts in your head. Yeah. Because I, I was very doubtful whenever the jury were sent off to make their decisions, I was saying to my mother, like, I was saying that he's going to get away with it, he's going to get away with it. I it just, like, you're always going to have that doubt in the back of your mind, no matter what. Well, 
You are a young woman of extraordinary courage, Rachel. Incredible courage, and and you're you're talking to me today. Will you know if it does nothing else? If it if it if it encourages one other young person to come forward and report what happened to them, you'll have done an extraordinary job of work. And that that's what I'd like to do. Like this experience has shown me that there's more to life out there no matter what obstacles life throws at you mm-hmm. like what ha- what helped me through the weeks of being in court going up and down I just had Dermot Kennedy's song Better Days on repeat and I found that song to be very very realistic in my scenario. Would you like me to play it for you? <laughs> yeah, I actually would. Well, well, I'll do that for you, Rachel. And I wish you success in your future. I wish you a full recovery from what has happened to you. And I wish you happiness and success. Thank you very much, Peter. It means so much. Courts 96 FM. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.